Today's episode of Locked On Women's Basketball is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED ON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Ogumba Wale for the win! You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Happy Monday and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Gabe Ibrahim, a reporter for Her Hoop Stats and I do this podcast every week alongside Amy Audibert, our resident Jim Rat, former Miami Hurricanes center and NBA, WNBA analyst and sideline reporter. Just so many titles, Amy. Do you have one that you want to stick to, just the gym rat? Or are we going to uh, yeah. change it up now? That's fine. I mean, this morning I'm going to say the fake it till you make it because the reality <laughs> set in, none of those things right. matter. <laughs> there is no basketball being played right now. Well, in America. Well, yes, you're right. Sorry, you are an overseas. Yes. You're, you're yes. right about that. There's no basketball in America being played right now. And uh, and we don't know. We actually don't have a yeah. next game for anything. I think that's the thing, right? Yes, college is looming, but we don't have schedules out yet. We don't know actually when we're going to be able to. I want to say the Mountain West released their, their conference schedule, but it's all tentative, right? Like we don't yeah. actually know what's going to happen mm-hmm. um, for the next basketball season in the United States of America. Uh, there is Euro, there's European basketball happening with some of our favorite WNBA players. And we will talk about that next week most likely because this week we want to celebrate the WNBA season that was and we'll yes. talk about college too getting it you know we, we have a lot of stuff on the on the plate but we want to we want to celebrate this this last WNBA season because it was truly special what the uh, WNBA was able to do in Bradenton Florida in the wobble they um, just put together such a great product for us and it ends up with the Seattle Storm sweeping the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA Finals, um, the Storm, the class of the league all season, and I think it's going to get lost a little bit because they got swept. But the the Seattle Storm definitely put up a great fight um, until that last game where they lost 92-59 to in game three. So, the Aces uh, put up a fight. The what did I say? The up, Seattle? Said, yeah. Oh, I said the Storm put up a fight? Well, the Storm definitely put up a fight. Yeah, I hear <laughs> it. I hear what you said. I got confused. Um, uh so what are your thoughts on, on just the finals and your general reaction to the Storm winning their fourth WNBA championship, Brianna Stewart winning her second finals MVP? Yeah, one word, business. Yeah. They, business. They, you know, like they were about the business and they did it. And they, they, they I cannot recall a consistent falter in the Seattle Storm mm-hmm. this season, right? A, a, any sort of slump within maybe a quarter. <laughs> like yeah. they were pretty, uh, I mean, I'm sure if you ask coach, or if you ask certain players, they'll say, "Ah, oh, you know, we saw this and this we could have fixed or, you know, always critiquing. But uh, they were extremely fun to watch. And you're right. You don't want to take anything away from Vegas because they had a pretty incredible showing themselves. But when it came time for that finals, it was a sweep. Get in and get out. Win some ball games, And, uh, and I... I don't walk away at, for me feeling like shoulda, coulda, woulda on the season. I think, yeah. well, you know, I did pick Chicago to win <laughs> when, all, when we first started doing this months ago. Nope. But um, I think you actually did pick Seattle. I think I a lot of Seattle. people pick Seattle. And um, so it wasn't, it wasn't a shocker. I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't a shocker at all. 
No, it's an easy pick because they have they just have they had the talent, they had the experience, and they had the 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 motivation right coming off a season where they were so injured last season to come in and do what you said. They took care of business. I mean, this season is really funny because and we're, we're going to talk about our favorite moments of the season at the end of it, but. I remember every single one of Seattle's losses. They lost four times this year. They did not lose in the in the um, playoffs. And I just remember I, I remember every time they faltered because it was kind of stunning to see a team that good and that together lose. Um, but man, I'm, it, 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 I feel bad because I, we're going to sit here and talk about the Storm as this dominant team that kind of annihilated the league. Um, but they were – I mean, the, the Aces were incredible all season. If they have De'Ara Hamby, I think that series is completely different. Um, but you see what Brianna Stewart did. And even if the Aces had De'Ara Hamby, I don't think they could have won because Stewie in the finals put up 28.3 points per game, 7.7 rebounds per game, 2.3 assists, a steal, and 1.7 blocks over the three games. She was shooting 62% from the field, 65% from three. On almost seven attempts a game. Um, so my question on Stewie is, it, obviously, she is one of the greatest basketball players in the world right now. Does she enter kind of – I know she's only 26, but you look at her resume between college and the WNBA, does she kind of enter this GOAT conversation, like a greatest of all time conversation at 26? It's crazy because you're right. Yeah, she definitely does. You look at because your resume, because you look at the, and I mean, like we can go back to college too, right? Four national championships Mm -hmm. in four years. I mean, she just, she wins. That's that's what she does. She wins. And I know we don't like to talk about injuries and go back. I mean, she's, she snapped her Achilles, correct? (laughs) Like that is the worst possible injury. Last year, she looks maybe the best in her, you know, it's weird to say young career because I feel like, We've been spoiled watching Stewie from college through now, but my gosh, like, yeah, I think you definitely have to start and it's no disrespect to our kind of Mount Rushmore greatest players, but she's that good. And she's showing it consistently all the time. I will say this though. I feel really selfish right now. Okay. And, And the Seattle storm have made me feel incredibly selfish this year. And I don't think I'm a very selfish person, but because I just keep thinking, and you always just, you don't want to start having conversations about next year. I always think you got to let teams like celebrate and you got to mm-hmm. let everyone breathe. And it's crazy that some of these women are already in their European seasons. They really didn't yeah. get to breathe, but that's a whole nother conversation. But I'm just thinking like, please give us one more Sue. Because right. in four days from now on October 16th, Sue Bird will be turning 40 years old. And all I want to do is watch her continue to play the game. <laughs> I mean, I just sit here and I'm like, she just looks great out there. And I don't know how she feels, but I'm, she looks great. And she talks about her body and, you know, like really doing all these little things, swimming, every, everything she eats is just all. And it's like, that's a lot of, that's a lifestyle that Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have the discipline to do that. And so it's not easy, but for, for me and (laughs) millions of other people out there, Sue, Please give us another one. <laughs> I think she's young. I mean, she averaged so she averaged eleven assists in the finals at thirty-nine years old. Thirty-nine years old. That's she averaged eleven assists. In I, she was incredible. Like I, I'm sensitive about age. I don't like to talk about age too much. I'm not gonna lie, but like, 
it's just it's it is incredible but i guess my point is obviously she loves the game obviously it's her life at what point does she say like you know i want to enjoy other things in my life because we do only get one um and so i think it's it's a lot when you when you have when you have these thoughts of like oh no 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 keep going keep going because yeah. it, it's so much work it is not showing up and hooping every day and the older you get it means the more minutes you have to spend on your body the more minutes mm -hmm. you spend you don't just show up to the gym warm up for 20 minutes and go you're probably spending an hour at least right just on things mm -hmm. like stretching oh and heating and getting ready to do it properly and she was hurt this season right she missed time so i mean <laughs> That's all. That's as as amazing as Seattle's been and fun to watch. I just I can't help that that thought is just always sitting in my mind. Um, yeah, just do it again. Come on, give us more. I think she. I think because next year's an Olympic year. Mm -hmm. um, as of right that, now, it is. All right. It, it all depends, right? Like we have no idea what next year's going to look like. Yeah. If things go to plan and we have the Olympics, I think she's going to want to play in the Olympics. And I of think course. if she's going to play in the Olympics, yeah, she might as well play in the WNBA season. So I Man, think it's so I think, much easier to say though. That's what I was like. Think how much work it is for for like and time and discipline and to do this. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I hope she comes back, and I think she will. I think she will. And yeah. I think um, what she and to make a parallel to to the NBA, what she and LeBron James are doing in in year seventeen is is stunning. I, I've never. I, I can't. You know, I, I like to consider myself kind of a basketball historian. Mm -hmm. hard to find hard to find um parallels to what these two superstars have done in their 17 years and now four championships lebron finally matching super after a week of being behind her in championships um but it, it's just it, it is stunning and i think you gotta love you gotta love the work right you gotta love the warming up you gotta love all that all that time to do it because if you didn't uh, i'm not sure you could play at the level that those two are playing I don't know if you have to love that stuff, but you uh, there's obviously the, the understanding that you have to do that stuff to get on mm -hmm. the court and perform at the level you do, right? And and so there's that, un, like, it's the sacrifice. I have to do this. I Hey, I can't eat this or I can't, you know, drink this or whatever it is because I want to get on the court and play. And it, it's a lifestyle, which means every single day of her life. Uh, it, it's pretty incredible. And shout yeah. out, by the way, to Russell Wilson. Because he he did, did mention Sue yesterday in the post game presser, uh -huh. and I think uh, very smart, very smart man, right? Because that is Seattle, but also just um, smart but obvious. I mean, every you'd hope every professional athlete, I don't care what league you're playing in, at least knows who Sue Bird is because she man, she is incredible, and she is something that I think a lot of pro athletes aspire to be. Seventeen years, still winning championships still like really leading that team it's pretty incredible i think i think the level of appreciation for super this season is actually slightly higher than it was even in her last championship year in 2017 so uh that shouts to us shouts to lebron shouts to the league for for showing that appreciation but um really shouts to super for being just one of the most exceptional athletes we've ever had we'll talk more about the storm, the aces, the entire league, what we learned from this playoffs in just a second. Um, we do also want to remind you to uh, subscribe to this channel, Locked On Women's Basketball, on whatever your favorite podcast app is, because we are not the only show on this channel. There are five shows going on each day of the week. We have the Monday 
programming on Tuesday. It's Erica Ayala. She also has a Thursday show. She was doing her social justice shows on Thursday, her Wubble Tea on Tuesday. Not sure exactly how it's going to work out when we get into the off-season time, but Erica's shows are always great. Lindsay Gibbs's shows are always great. You know about her from Think Progress and all her great work with uh, Power Plays. Then you have Howard Megdell bringing up the caboose with your Friday conversation on Fridays where he's talking to some of the biggest names in the WNBA. So keep it locked right here. We'll be right back on Locked On Women's Basketball. A healthy life includes a healthy sex life. If you struggle with erectile dysfunction, you may not feel like your best self. If you want help with ED, Roman connects you with a real U.S. licensed healthcare professional who can prescribe the medicine that you need. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship you free, not free, real medicine that you have to pay for with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Get started by getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash locked on and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to talk about, but now there's Roman complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to roman.com slash locked on to get up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment, a free online visit, and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash locked on for up to $50 off your first month of ED treatment. And remember to get to use that getroman.com slash locked on so that they know that you came from us. Welcome back on a locked on women's basketball gabe ibrahim and amy audibert we just talked about the seattle storm sue bird and brianna stewart mostly um now we want to get into what we learned in these playoffs and i think one of the lessons that i learned is starts with the seattle storm and it is that if this team stays together i'm not quite sure who can beat them because they they did not get the one seed. That should be said, right? Like uh, the Aces beat them twice in the regular season to get the one seed, obviously both with the Erica Hamby. And I think they, they, there's a good case that the Aces could at full strength with Kelsey Plum and hopefully Liz Campage uh, and the Erica Hamby could take on this team, but I'm still not sure that they could beat them. So my, I, I want to pose that question to you based on what we saw in these playoff runs and considering all the players that are missing uh, for example, in Washington, you're missing Elena Daladon, who has a case to be the best player in the WNBA. Um, you're, you're missing a bunch of other players in D.C. as well. You're missing Liz Campage in Las Vegas. You're um, who, who else? Oh, we're missing Christy Tolliver in Los Angeles. There's a bunch of players, John Cole Jones in, in Connecticut. But coming into next year, do you think Seattle should? Um, do you think Seattle is going to have the same sort of juice to win another title? And do you think they like will be the best team? Do you, will you consider them the best team next year coming in if they stay the same? Yeah, preseason they're going to be the favorites yeah. if they return this roster. But it, it's really funny um, because what I have written down on, on my like, what did I learn in the playoffs? <laughs> You're gonna laugh. Vegas plus Cam Beige plus Kelsey Plum. Hand be back. That's what I. That's what I. Um, <laughs> that's what I. It's kind of the exact flip to what you just said, but yeah. it, agreeing. But like what I learned watching it was that Vegas if they get those those players back they're gonna be really good because they are going to have the option to play in different styles Mm -hmm. because 
while they like to get out and run a whole lot more this year, you know, put Cambasian there, one of the most dominant centers. Yep. So when they have to play that style, are they going to be, they'll be able to do that. When they want to run, they can go a little bit smaller. Uh, they'll have more. And, and I think if Kelsey Plum comes back and I, I don't, she didn't have the strongest season last season. That, I was really excited to watch her this year. Um, so that, you know, is incredibly unfortunate. She comes back next year, and I st- still think we haven't seen her at full, like, W, where she's going to be, right? And and so I just – I think Vegas is going to be really good if they get this team back next year. And the other thing, too, just, go again, what you learn in the playoffs is how much I love Asia Wilson. Yeah, because, no, you know, I've, I think everyone was, uh, other than, of course, Vegas – happy for Seattle in terms of like great Mm -hmm. basketball, some of our greatest, you know, you're happy for them and they deserve it. But man, like my heart like broke sometimes when you saw Asia because not break, that's a little dramatic. You just, you watch it and you're like, she's going to get it one day. She's got to get it one day. She almost got it this year. And I think they can be so much stronger. And, and so now that she's had a taste of it, got to the finals year three right mm-hmm. um i think that they're gonna have that extra like push behind them and, and so it, it's gonna be a very and the other thing too i mean you asked what did we learn not necessarily learn but what we what was reiterated is how the WNBA is so, is so entertaining because you look at connecticut at a seventh oh. seed could have been playing in a finals within points of playing in a finals yeah last year in points of winning it. You know what I mean? And so um, I just, I think the league is so entertaining. I think the way that the playoff um, is set up, it is, uh, you pay attention and it's, it's super, I thought it was a great playoff this year. I really did. And, and plus like, I mean, we're talking, we, we come in here and sometimes get carried away just talking about a ball and a hoop. And just that's what, that was not the forefront of what this season was about. So yep. all this stuff we're talking about is the, and then these women playing, in a, a wobble playing, you know, with a lot of them without their families and, and without home and then also social justice and then where the world is, uh, there's so much unrest right now. And um, just be able to see them that the, these women and these coaches and, and to, to put that product on during this time, um, it was just, it was really inspiring. Yeah. No, I think, um, I think that that was a big takeaway too is, how focused they still are on, on social justice. I think um, they kept that throughout. Um, I think they, they, the league, the league built off what the players were doing in terms of, of the social justice message and making sure that that was remained at the forefront of the league. Um, I think that was huge because it's really easy to get lost in the basketball in the playoffs. And I don't think the league or the players did that. Um, I think uh, Alicia Clark after the game, you know, had some amazing stuff that I want to say Lindsay Gibbs wrote about in her power plays newsletter um, that you guys should go read because she also broke down Seattle's ownership group and what they have done for the community there and for social justice. Um, But to me, I'm I'm with you. I think what I learned on the court at least is, man, the, the playoffs are amazing. We have so many great teams in this league. I don't like next year, Connecticut at full strength, and they should be at full strength. They don't really have many – they don't have any um, 
obviously Alyssa Thomas is a, a free agent, but I'm pretty sure she's coming back because you don't let Alyssa Thomas go. Jasmine Thomas is a free agent. That may be an issue considering money, but I think they should have enough space based on what I'm projecting them on, especially with John Cole Jones um, taking a little bit less money uh, for next year. But she, she's John Cole Jones coming back too. So I think this team, that Connecticut team is going to be right up there in the mix. I think you put Washington right back up there with Elena Deladon, with Tasha Cloud, with Latoya Sanders, with the growth of Maisha Hines-Allen and Ariel Powers coming back next year. That team has to be in the, the championship conversation. Phoenix has to be in the championship conversation, right? After what they did, um, winning a huge playoff game against Washington, coming really close against – I forget who they played. I don't, I don't really remember. I don't think it was either Los Angeles or um, – it was either Minnesota or uh, – they played Minnesota. Um, but Phoenix coming back, if Diane Trossi doesn't retire, that team's in the championship mix once Brittany Griner comes back. Um, then you got – you just have so many teams that can make a run. And I think what this year's Connecticut team certainly proves is that you can make a run from that single those single elimination rounds to the finals yeah because they did it's not like connecticut ran out of gas i don't think in those in that last game against vegas it's just vegas had asia wilson and and connecticut was missing their mvp and john cole jones i think if john cole jones is playing they're probably not seven seed but they're yeah. they're going they're going uh to the finals so i i mean i'm just so the thing i learned is that there's real parity in this league and it doesn't quite matter what seed you're going to get. I think we're getting to that point where it's like, you can start in that single elimination round and go all the way. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, Dallas, they're going to come back next yeah. year like hungry. I mean, I think Atlanta's going to be better. New York with Sabrina is going to be a different team. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about all those teams. I don't know if you say those teams are going to win a championship next year, but are they going to compete for playoff oh. spots? Heck yeah. You know, yes. it's going to – it's – it's um. Again, like it's hard. I, I'm not like a start thinking about next year, a week after the season. Type yeah. of person. I do because a lot of things can happen, right? Especially right, if we've learned anything in the last seven months, it's uh, if you don't think it can happen, think again. But, um, but there is going, it's going to be fun because I, there, like you said, there's so much parody and, um, I don't know. I don't like to sit here and make those predictions already, obviously, but. What we can guarantee is uh, I think we're going to have a pretty freaking good season next year. I mean, if they pulled this off this year during this, you have to think things are – you have to think we're going to be in a better place. Our world better be in a better place, yeah. you know, come, well, come May when it's time for the W to get back. I think the other thing we learned, and, and this kind of goes along with the, the thing we were talking about with social justice and the messaging of the league, is that this league is really strong. The, the ratings went up, I think, by over 60% during the regular season. Uh, finals ratings were up at least 30% in each and every game. The league's in a great place. Before the season, I, I talked to Alex English for an article, and we kind of both we, we kind of like chatted about where this league is in terms of its growth, and we kind of felt like it, it's kind of like the NBA in the 1970s, where there's great parity, and the team and the league as a, as a whole is taking the next step up. Mm -hmm. But I think the difference between the NBA then and the WNBA now is that the WNBA now has fantastic leadership in yes. Kathy Engelbert. And, and not, not just in Kathy Engelbert, but in Super, Diana Taurasi, mm -hmm. Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, Elena, like all those, all those players that are making up this league. Even Satu Savali as a rookie in Dallas has taken on a leadership role yeah. 
So you look at how healthy this league is and where we're going. And to me, that, that was one of the other things I've learned. It's like, we're, we're accelerating at a pace that the NBA was not yeah. in the 1970s. We're going to get to the point where this league is making money and very healthy sooner rather than later. And, and not that that matters to you as a basketball fan, but just as someone who cares about the league and its longevity, I think we're, we're hurtling in the right direction. We're not moving in the right direction. We're, we're like hurtling at, at where the, we want to be. And I think this league has just great, great, very bright future ahead of it. I agree. Um, let's take it to a, another quick break. And then when we get back, we'll give our favorite moments from the WNBA season that was. We do want to remind you guys that if you want to follow the show on Twitter, that is at LockedOnWBB. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm Gabe underscore Ibrahim. And Amy, where can the people follow you on the social medias? At Amy Odbert. I keep it pretty... Mm. Uh, it's pretty, pretty straight for... Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, by the way, for, we forgot to mention, it's uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. Happy Thank th- Canadian you. Thanksgiving, too. Thank you. Yeah. Are you a Canuck? Are all Canadians Canucks? sure doesn't bother me. oh my i'm not i don't get ama- easily offended so whatever you want to say uh um, i kind of i'm i i i kind of dabble all over the place so you know not right now but usually like you know i spend a lot of time south of the border as well so um but yeah no i i would tell you like this thanksgiving definitely uh feeling different right like thankful mm-hmm. for things that you wouldn't think a year ago you were thankful for but um definitely uh, it, the weather's beautiful um our number our covid numbers are kind of jumping a bit now so smaller gatherings again but th- for me i have a pretty tight-knit small family so yeah. we would have done the same thing whether there were restrictions or not so well yeah lucky for you guys your numbers are jumping and the government's doing something who could have ever guessed we're gonna take it right to the break and we'll be back in just a second <laughs> have you ever had a candy bar and thought man that was delicious. I just wish that was healthy. Well, our friends at Built Bar have the solution for you. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And guess what? It's healthy. It's perfect for the health conscious person looking to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Great for a keto diet. And if you're doing a keto diet, during the pandemic, just amazing for you. Very proud of you. Way to go. The Built Bar also has offering six new flavors. There's caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, which I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds delicious. There's an almond, uh, apple almond crisp, carrot cake, lemon almond cheesecake, anything to satisfy your tasty needs while also getting you a healthy snack. So make sure to grab a Built Bar when you are at the grocery store or go to BuiltBar.com. There you can get uh, potentially a free cooler with purchase. Uh, that's while supplies last. Or you can use the promo code Locked On. You'll get ten dollars off your next order. So use the promo code Locked On for ten dollars off at BuiltBar.com and enjoy the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back here on Locked On Women's Basketball. Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Ogbert. Last segment here on a Monday. Amy, I got a question for you. What was your favorite moment? from this year's Wubble WNBA season? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely, uh, when we knew we were going to be chatting about this, I, it took me some time, right? Yeah. Not because, like, it was like, there's nothing. There was a lot. <laughs> um, so here's my answer, and I'm going to have to give you a little backstory before okay. I actually give you my answer so you understand why it's my answer. 
you know that when you work in sports, like we both do, and and so it's different from us. We're not just fans. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times, we cheer for teams because we have friends that are coaching or involved mm-hmm. with the team, or you know, you you're you know, it's different. It's a it's a personal level right. because there's a, an aspect of our lives. So quick. So like last night was a perfect example of what I'm talking about. I wanted the Miami Heat to win. You know, my mentor is their television host and courtside reporter, Jason Jackson. I really wanted them. And, and you know, we lived in Miami. We got this Miami yeah. little roots in us and we love the team. And it's a different layer of just wanting Miami to win. We have personal, I have personal ties to that team. Mm-hmm. There is one thing that trumps all of that because I personally have an affinity to be okay to watch LeBron win number four. Right. I'm, going to be very happy to see Tom Brady maybe get number seven. I won't be. I just, I have this thing where like people love or hate our greats and I am totally okay with being able to say, I watched the greats be the greats. Mm -hmm. So on August 23rd, when Diana Trot or yeah, when DT went for Mm -hmm. 34, you know, seven for 13 from the three, Got to the free throw line 13 times. You know, I sit there and watch that because that, in my opinion, is the greatest player that we've seen so far in the women's game in Diane Tarazi. On Kobe's birthday, um, I that was my favorite moment because I don't know how many more times we're going to get to see that. And so when yeah. it happens, you just – you know this, Gabe. We we watch basketball games different than maybe other people because as analysts, we're not just watching like a ball in the hoop. We're watching yep. backside screens. We're watching staggers. We're watching adjustments. But when Diana Tarazi's going off for 34, like all that goes away. And I'm just embracing that moment. And to me, and like even after the game, Sandy Brondello's talking about, you know, not exactly quoting, but when she's on when she's feeling it, nobody can stop her. And that was my favorite moment because again, like I was happy. I'm happy that I at least have the understanding of when to stop watching the game and just watch the player mm-hmm. and what's happening on the court. And that's, that was, that was my favorite moment. I, uh, and in the Kobe Jersey too, we did it. We did a whole yeah. podcast on that. Um, it was awesome. It, I agree with you. That, that is one of my favorites. It did happen against the Mystics. And it was kind of a huge, yeah. game it was a one point game. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that's the team. I before <laughs> and it, but she also just like is so perfectly Diane Taurasi Kobe like she saw the link between them like not she was just like I'm gonna shoot every time I'm gonna hit whatever three I want I'm gonna get every single foul call yeah. because I'm gonna tell the ref that I am the greatest player of all time and you saw me get fouled how dare you not call that and she got a ton of foul calls for I just it, I agree with you that was one of the best moments um in in the league uh for me I'm trying to think I've had a couple in my mind so I think uh, Jewel Lloyd's buzzer beater at the end of the season against um, LA yeah. where her foot was like just mm-hmm. above the outline, mm-hmm. um, possibly hitting it. Like who knows? Mm-hmm. I love that. Cause I love controversy. And I think that really um, Seattle was, was not in a rut. Obviously they only lost four games in the season, but they were not playing as well as they had been throughout the, yeah. throughout the year. And then that game just like, turned the corner to winning a championship yeah I think when you can when you can isolate a moment like that especially with there when there's some controversy and there's some uh some drama to it I love that and then the second one um that I hope does not get forgotten to the sands of time 
is Shea Petty's buzzer yeah. beater. Right? I don't know if you were going to go there, Gabe, because we know you like your your mistakes, but dang, yeah. <laughs> well, I love – so Shea, Shea uh, uh, last year was my first year covering um, the WNBA, and the first player I ever talked to, like, away from the scrum was Shea Petty. And she okay. was just, like, the nicest person ever. Like, she, like, she, like, knew I was, like, nervous and, like, gave me – time and like I made some jokes and she laughed at them and it really like made me comfortable in doing this and so I've always really appreciated Shay um and for her to do what she did after her journey from you know being out of the league until she was she was 30 she was a 30 year old rookie last year and then coming into the league getting bounced around from the 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 video room to the the playing court to the from the bench onto the court this season coming to the bubble with Washington getting cut thinking she's going to go back to Washington sensing it in herself to go to Phoenix and having that moment where she pump fakes steps hits Mm -hmm. (laughs) just it's a beautiful sentiment to what I think basketball is all about is sticking sticking with it understanding your role and always being ready to be the hero because this game is not about just one person do like we love when Diane Trossi goes off and that's amazing but I also really love when Shea Petty makes the game winning shot because that's yeah. what that's what it's all about mm-hmm. I think it's it, it's underlying right though it's, it's because of the backstory of it it was a great yeah. shot it was great but it was the backstory of like you mentioned like against her former team and then also she had the extra pass but she was like yeah. no 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 like you said, shot fake. Leilani Mitchell flies right by her, and former, yeah, like, former Mercury player. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the, the the kind of the the poetic justice in that shot was so that was a good one. You you got a good one too. I didn't think I was thinking about it, but I didn't think you were gonna go there. But now, see, because you share this share Shea Petty, which kind of goes back to what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Like, yeah, when you you kind of build relationships with people, like you watch games, like you want people to be more successful. Um, or less because that happens too, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've had some people be not too nice and I'm like, oh, you dropped a game. Okay. No problem. Sleep over it for you. But no, no, I hear you. That was a great moment too. Yeah. I do want to shout out a couple honorable mentions. The uh, first Las Vegas, Chicago game with the hammer action to get Allie quickly a game winning shot. That was yes. dope. Uh, Marianne Stanley going off in the post game interview when they beat Seattle saying that no one respects her team fantastic stuff marianne um (laughs) uh, the uh i'm trying to think of the other one i had um i had another one can i throw it in there yeah meet me in my meet me in the lobby because i was gonna say that one too but i I didn't want to disrespect the game the 34 point but when (laughs) dc told the official to meet her in the lobby i mean i think anyone who has any sort of compete level in them like Um, it jumped there it jumped that compete level like i'm sitting at home it jumped in me i say let's go that was pretty that was pretty awesome yeah, no. And the, uh, just, I mean, Arike, Arike Agumbawali did so many things. Yeah. We forget at the third game of the season, Sabrina Inescu put up 33 points in a triple-double, right? Was it three? Yeah. She put up a triple-double and a 33-point game. And then she got hurt. And guess what? She's coming back next year. And we have so many people coming back next year. Kennedy, I just hope Kennedy's going to give us some. Come on. Kennedy oh, Carter man. Hollywood is going to give us some moments. I mean, I think she, she did, did already, this year. Yeah, she did this year. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, so like, Come on, Gabe, why are you getting me excited? I mean, we now we got like a whole, what, like hopefully seven or eight months before we can play again. Hopefully, right? WNBA, yeah, we got we have a while. Uh, but the, I mean, we have college basketball come up. We have we have Euro League, which 
we're going to talk about. I'm going to get you into the European stuff because all the games are in the morning and it's fantastic. You wake up and there's just like awesome basketball going on. So we're going to get into all of that as the season progresses in, in Europe, in America, wherever basketball is played. We're going to talk about it on Locked On Women's Basketball because we love this game and we know you do too. So uh, keep it locked right here on the Locked On Women's Basketball podcast channel. Uh, just subscribe. As I mentioned before, there's a ton of great, there's five great shows on this program and you guys will be entertained throughout the week. Remember to follow the show on Locked On WBB to keep up with us. And we'll talk to you guys next week about an undetermined topic because we don't quite know what we're going to get into. So y'all have a great week and we'll talk to you soon.